All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Plum Bums Podcast. We are on episode nine, the blue collar tradesman show that delves into running a business and being an entrepreneur in today's crazy times. Not impressive having. until we get to double digits. As always, my co-host Max is with us today. Max, how you doing today? Not bad. How do you think the day went today on a, on a scale of one to 10? How did the plumbing day <laughs> there go? There was a lot of fighting, right? There was a lot of fighting going on. There was... A, there was yeah, we were doing of- work in the Paramus Park Mall. Yeah, I'm allowed and, to and there's drop that. Right? And the, yeah, <laughs> and people are walking back and forth, and we're and I'm we're literally throwing each other to the ground because Why you didn't weren't- you tighten this? Why didn't you do that? <laughs> I'm going through the flapping door. He's listen. I think that job is going is going. It's actually fine. going well, and it's because Which we're is not. Why swamped. we don't know how to handle it? Yeah, <laughs> it's going well. So that's why we're arguing. <laughs> we're like, this is not normal. We have time to argue. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, that's going good. We got a couple more jobs coming up, which is good. We're and getting to the end of the summer, which the end of the summer is just brutal for for tradesmen and I guess service work in general. No one even is going to restaurants and stuff now. But uh, we have a really really cool show for you today. We're going to give you guys a lot of inside look from the angle of marketing, marketing your small business. We're here with my buddy Dan Enrico from DSM. It's a full marketing agency. They do social media. They they work with the customer to get their name out there. Dan, how are we doing today? Doing very well, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here, dude. We t- I've I've known Dan for a long time, and there's always been like a, a healthy banter every time we talk. Like it's just like there's no yep. time lost. But uh, yep. so your company DSM. Yep. What do you what do you, what exactly do you guys do? So yeah, so it's a full-service marketing agency. Uh, we're based in mostly Burden County, but our team is a few people out in other areas of Jersey. But yeah, it's uh, primarily digital, a lot of social media, website building, email, SMS, um, doing some you know, YouTube, Hulu, you name it, anything in the digital sphere, depending on the client. So you guys can just completely take over everything as far as advertising, marketing, branding for the business. Absolutely. Yeah. And what's, what makes us unique is there are some agencies that they just do social ads or some just do paid search or some just do creative and like design. We have all of that under one roof. So that's why, yeah, so we are full service. Marketing gets really messy when you have different teams doing all of those different pieces. Right. It's all disjointed. Gotcha. And so my job specifically, I'm the VP of strategy. So I kind of look at what our client needs and say, okay, what tools from our toolbox can we pull out to help them achieve whatever their goal is? So you're looking at analytics basically for the company. So yep. let's say I go to you and you're, uh, let's just deal with your aspect of the company right now. Yep. So you're going to take a look, a customer will come in and say, this is what I'm doing right now. This mm-hmm. is where I'm at. This is my, I mean, do you go through their numbers and stuff and see? Yeah. Okay. So that you basically, it's a whole inside outlook and then you figure out how to boost them. Pretty much, yeah. So what often happens, this is where a lot of either business owners or marketing folks, they come in, they have a tactic in mind. And they'll say like, hey, I need to do radio ads for my whatever business. And that's usually a backwards way of thinking. So where I, I have to kind of walk them back and say, listen, before we start talking about what type of marketing we're going to do, what exactly do you expect to achieve? Because if a pharmacy calls us and says, hey, I want to get more foot traffic and I want to do um, radio ads to the New York DMA. I'll say, well, that's probably not going to be a successful tactic 
if your goal is foot traffic in your pharmacy, right? So let's go back and figure out what your goal is and then let me put together the strategy of how you'll actually achieve that goal. What's the percentage of people that come in and they're like, I have the, this is what exactly what we're going to do. What's the percentage of people where you crush their dreams? You crush their ideas. <laughs> you stomp on them. You know, what always imp- uh, not impresses, surprises me. So we do discovery calls, right? Whenever a business comes to us, I ask all those questions, right? I want to understand before we even put a contract in front of you, do we think that we can be successful based on your goals, based on what you've done before, based on your, you know, your market, your competition? The first goal I always ask is, listen, in three, six, 12 months, what metrics of success are you going to look at to say, okay, DSM did a great job? What goals specifically are you looking to achieve so we can make sure we're defining success the same way? Nine times out of 10, even I'm talking large national brands and businesses, they don't have that number. Well, it sounds like a lot of them come in with no business plan. Yeah. What, <laughs> a friend of mine calls it uh, random acts of marketing. <laughs> <laughs> is what a lot of folks have done. Right? They've oh, we've tried a little bit of this, we've tried a little bit of that. But yeah, there's no cohesion to what what's your doing. What's your average size? But, uh, I, I guess I'm kind of hard to gauge, but like, I guess where they're in like the business range of how all consumer businesses go, like, are they kind of in the middle of the road, small business, medium business, medium large? Like, what's your average customer that's coming to you? Average, I would say is medium to large we have a few small businesses because we really started like hardcore bergen county local businesses mom and pops and that was 16 yeah and it was 16 17 years ago and that's still very important to us but as we've grown our capabilities have grown our skill set has grown so now we have a lot of national clients too and they're you know much larger budgets just bigger organizations so it really is kind of spans the spectrum um and I would say to we're industry agnostic, right? So we have some blue collar service, we have some pharma, we have insurance, we've got medical, and we got a lot of healthcare. And I think it's actually we're having a a, a sales pitch yesterday, and the person said, "Well, you don't have a lot of experience in our industry, so can you just speak to that for a bit?" And I said, "I think it's actually a strength that we don't have a lot of experience in your industry because the folks that just work on your industry, it's rinse and repeat, it's yeah. cookie cutter." You're going to look and sound like everybody else in your space. And I said, what people like about us is that we come with a totally fresh set of eyes. We color outside the lines. And so it's, you know, you get a different look and feel from your marketing when you have somebody who's not knee deep or neck deep in your industry. That, yeah. So it's actually a strength for us. That's a good point, actually. I Because I, you really get into, even when, so we're small business. We work, we see small business in our industry all the time, down at the supply house, throughout the field, all, all the time. Mm-hmm. It is a cookie cutter repeat, especially especially if guys in our industry say, "I'm going to start marketing, I'm going to start mm-hmm. branding." I'm gonna, it's a cookie cutter, rinse and repeat. Take pictures of the job, say what you did, post change it up, on, post change it up on your Instagram. work shirts, and and you see how cookie cutter it is. We changed up <laughs> our work shirts, and everybody was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" What's oh yeah, up with this stuff. What yeah. did you change? Well, we, we changed our work shirts, but what so, about it? We did button downs, blue button downs. We literally have long sleeve dress shirts with our logo on them. Yeah. Okay. And most guys are wearing t shirts on them. Not that there's anything wrong with the t shirts. Yeah, yeah. Not that there's but I was, we were sitting there that, talking. But. <laughs> 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 but we were sitting there talking one day. And I was like, you know what? Because we, we were, I was kind of like reminiscing about my when my grandpa started. And I remember working with him when I was really young. Mm-hmm. And he always wore these light blue long sleeve button down t shirts and would roll up the sleeves in the summer, roll yep. them down in the winter. You gonna take credit for my idea right now? Well, <laughs> all right. well, the light blue was my grandfather, but yes, you did suggest button downs to start. 
putting forth a better image. I'll give you that. Yeah. So needy. <laughs> anyway, but uh, words of affirmation, Phil. <laughs> so we changed that up, and it was like it like disrupted the matrix almost. Yeah. Everyone you know, in the what? supply house started talking to us like they started making fun of us or like. It's just a shirt chain. Like, yeah. We, yeah. But what else could we look better? But what did the customers say? Or did the customers, customers notice? Customers tell Nancy all the time. They're like, you guys come in and you look really good. Yeah. Clean. Like, clean. Everything yeah. looks clean. You More take trustworthy. Off your shoes, you take That's off your it. shoes. More yep. trustworthy. That's Wait. it. And that, that is huge. I think, I mean, for any business, but especially for a service-based business where your customer, right, for, for let's say a plumbing business, totally ignorant. Right, yeah. you could rip them off six ways to Sunday. They would yeah. have no idea, right? Yeah. Plumbers, mechanics. We hear horror stories like that all the time. Yeah, and so the fact that even just a, a nicely pressed shirt, clean white shirt, that does so much to establish trust. You guys look like you've got your act together. You're not, you know, schlubs. You're yeah. not. You guys look trustworthy. So I think that's an awesome idea. Well, my my uncle always told me when I used to work at my dad's, uh, my father's dealership. He always told me he goes, "You're not selling cars." Yeah. You're selling yourself. Yep. When yep. you sell yourself, that's it. You have in whatever you do, you're not selling that. Mm-hmm. You know, some products, yes, they sell itself. It sells itself, but that's a branch of marketing, though. Yeah. Your yeah. uniforms, marketing. See, for me, marketing and branding is goes hand in hand. Like mm-hmm. it's almost synonymous with each other. Yep. Would you agree with that? Yeah. So, let me ask you. I can only really come from a perspective of small business. We're not big at all. Mm-hmm. I don't de- mostly deal with the biggest businesses we have maybe would be like the, uh, the Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin and Gold Medal, those guys who have TV commercials and stuff. And they'll yep. come in and they'll get parts. But mostly it's local small guys. Yep. When it comes to branding and marketing, even though I'll tell you straight up, most of it's word of mouth. Okay. Yep. But how important is it to lock down a brand, stick to it, or is it, does it matter if you're like fluid and in and out and like, you know, just change, you know, what's your opinion on sticking a brand no matter how small you are? Yeah, I think for, I'm going to come from like the service-based side. For something like plumbing, you, you know, it's probably difficult to sell something unless somebody needs it, right? Right. Nobody hires a plumber for fun. It's, there's a, a, a real need. So, you know, marketing and branding and people seeing the brand, like, I don't know, Max, I've told you, or I've told Phil, but like, I run into him just driving around town yeah. twice a month, at least. <laughs> I see that truck and I'll like speed up and try to pull up next to him and be like, yo, yeah. Phil. <laughs> um, but like the truck, the brand, right? So the, the reason it's so important, I think, for a business like yours is when that need does come up, they want to think, man, I see that quartz truck yeah. all over New Milford, all over River Edge, all over Paramus. And then, then maybe they go to Google, right? And they'll search right. a plumber near me and Quartz comes up. And it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, Quartz, of course. They're all over the place. They must be super busy. Everybody trusts them. So there's an element for sure where like... Recognizability. Even if, yeah, or they see you with like a shop, right? Wherever it might be, they keep seeing it and keep seeing yeah. it and keep seeing it. Yeah. That creates a reputation in people's mind. Your, your trucks are clean. They're not banged up, right? That part of the branding it's a it's the long game yeah it's not like you're gonna get a phone call tomorrow because somebody just saw your truck but if they keep seeing it and they keep seeing it and you just become like this is the plumber of new milford River Dude, it's Ridge. so true like you know what comes to mind big gyms in new milford yeah <laughs> such a simple big gyms with a star yep but it was everywhere and he got like four or five trucks and put that logo on it yep and he, listen i've ordered from big gyms 
he doesn't have the best pizza in town or around, but I still order from him. Yeah. It's decent. It's good pizza. It's not the best. It's nothing spectacular, but it's like when you talk to anyone around here, big gyms, big gyms. Yep. It's that punch in the face with that star logo, the same direction everywhere. Well, yep. people think we have more trucks than we do oh, yeah. all the time. They I think feel like we're it's huge. only you guys. Yeah. It's only you two. Like, we thought you guys had like five, six trucks. Yeah, because huh? people see you guys all over the place. Yeah. That's good. I mean, it's a testament to the fact that you're busy. Well, my uncle always said that that logo, he get, he's had people tell him all the time that logo really stands out. Mm -hmm. Like, And it's huge on the back of your truck. Yeah. I could literally, if I'm on Midland Ave and you're half a mile in front of me, I'd be like, oh, yeah, there's it. Phil. Yeah. Or maybe it's Max, but it's one of you guys. So we're doing everything right then. <laughs> yeah. The size of the logo is great. <laughs> I can see it from a distance. <laughs> but I think what, what goes with that, and this is a part of the brand that's not visual so much right like okay i see the logo that's great but then there's the side of your brand like what do people believe about quartz what do they believe about big gyms what do they believe about these brands that they see like what does the company have to back it up but yeah what's your reputation look on google our reviews exactly we have over 100 reviews they're all five star except one lady that didn't even use us <laughs> Which I, yeah. every time I open Google, like I'll just scroll through it and like if I'm he, having a, yeah. I, I know, I know when he re, he'll reread that, <laughs> that one comment like once a week. Yep. And I know when I he rereads it. it because he goes, can you believe this woman? <laughs> yeah. And every time I bring it up, I act like I've never brought it up before. Yeah. Like, this <laughs> is new like, yes, dude, like she's posted it a year ago. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I hate that you can't do anything about it, but, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, it's like the reputation. So when people see that truck and they think like, what is, you know, been around since right. what, 1961. 61, yeah. It's family owned business. Okay. That helps establish a little bit of trust. It's a small business. It's not the big guys. Right. Um, sometimes the big guys, like maybe they're great, but they're just more out for money and they don't do as quality of a job yeah. because they have such volume, right? So behind the logo, the repetition is also the reputation. Like yeah. what do people believe when they hear Quartz Plumbing? Right. For yeah. So with what is your biggest frustration with your clients? And don't name any in particular, but when people come to you and you're trying to work do with it, them. Do it, name them. <laughs> I want to hear it. What's the <laughs> biggest frustration? Let's see. Biggest frustration. Um... Like, what are they just not doing that you need them to do? Or, or is, is it a certain attitude that, like, you know what? You're not ready to, to delve into this big marketing campaign that you're trying to right now. You know what no, I mean? No, I think maybe it's a, a frustration that is my own fault, potentially. There are times where I'll explain something, make a case for something. I'll show data to, you know, quote, unquote, prove something. Yeah. And I think I could not make a better case for why we should make this decision. And they still say no. And they still say no. Yeah. And so maybe it's that I didn't communicate it well enough, or maybe there's just there's something else that I should have said that I didn't. No, people are stubborn. That's Could for be. sure. People or are. sometimes we're nervous. Sometimes yeah. it's like, hey, listen, all the numbers say we should increase budget on this campaign. And to me, it's like, well, listen, it's not my money, right? It's right. their money. And so um, maybe it's that. Maybe there's, it's not an entirely logical thing. It's an emotional thing. Yeah. Um, so I guess I would say that's frustrating where I feel like it's I, a big deal for a company to jump into something yeah, like that. Yeah. You know, but yep. that's a, you make a good point. Even listen, we were talking about before we recorded, like I was looking on Google to advertise on Google and the first page was just too confusing. I'm like, ah, forget it. Yeah. You know, but you're saying yeah. it's, that's, that's an avenue that's worth it for small business. I mean, we do a lot of social media, which you guys do. Yep. Let me, you know what? I wanted to ask you 
let's take social media specifically and what you guys do mm-hmm. and then versus what you advise every company should be doing on their own. Like, what would you do? What were you well, say? no. Th- well, that's a good point because you do a lot of our social media. On do everything. Own, yeah, well, yeah. We do it all. Okay. All I'm right. waiting for you to start up your little apprentice page, but he won't Not do it because he's so anti-social media. Yeah. But there's you can... You can hit so many people with social media. You can mm-hmm. get to so many people with social media, TikTok, yep. uh, um, all these different places. I, I mean, he, he got into ShopRite. I mean, yeah. What do they, you guys? Not, not I'm saying like, what do you necessarily bring to the table? Obviously, you work with bigger companies, but it's just like, when does a company say I need a marketing company yep. versus I can just post this stuff on my own? Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a good question. So. What we always think about for our clients is we think of a customer journey, right? So, you know, you have a plumbing issue. It's probably, even if it's like an emergency, you you need to make a decision quickly, but you're going to do some research. You're going to look around. You're going to ask around, right? So good marketing is like, how do you come alongside that potential customer while they're going through that journey? Mm -hmm. So for something like plumbing, right? Or we have uh, another service-based client that we work with who it's one of those things like if you don't need this done on your home, you don't need it done. Right. Right. So like they did some work on my house. They never need to ad- advertise to me again because they can't sell me that product again. Yeah. It's done. So, you know, for something like, let's say plumbing, you know, social advertising could be good, but it's hard to determine if the people you're reaching actually need what you offer. Right. So you can say, well, I want to advertise to everybody in Bergen County. Right. Okay. But most of them probably don't need a plumber right now. Yeah. When you go to Google, Google, it's a search engine, so there's a lot of intent. Uh, so people go to Google and they say, listen, I need you know plumber near me, whatever, you know, service near me type of thing. There's a lot of intent when people go to Google. On social media, they're just scrolling, looking for something yeah, yeah. that's interesting. So if a client has a sizable budget, I might recommend like, hey, let's do a little bit of social so that you know when there's a need, people keep hearing your name, they keep seeing the trucks. And with like Meta, Facebook, and Instagram, right, you could just target... River Edge, New Milford, Paramus, right. Bergenfield, right? You can get really, really narrow. So where people are seeing their trucks, they'll, they're going to see you on social too. But if I had to say, like, listen, where do you want to put your budget most effectively? For something like, let's say, plumbing, I would probably lean towards, like, Google search or, you know, like, they have local service ads, or they have regular search. Um, I would lean towards something like that because the intent is there. Everybody you get in front of is looking for plumbers. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And you had mentioned that before, but the way you just put it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because we can post reels all day long. Yeah. We can post reels, we can pump out. I follow guys on I follow other plumbers on on social media too, but yeah, unless you like But you're not following out of necessity. You're following exactly. them cuz like you, you follow know, cuz yeah. I I follow them cuz I know it and it looks familiar mm-hmm. to me and it's like It almost they, it almost seems like getting your name out there for the recognition you almost have to do more and then target and then take like 35 yeah. or 40% of your marketing budget and putting it into people that need a plumber. Yeah, maybe I'd probably put even more than that. Really? Yeah. 50-50? More. Really? I would put a little bit into that brand. The other thing too is like there's ways you can set up your campaigns in Meta and it depends. Like You have to tell Meta, what do you want this ad to do? Just to be clear, Meta, you're referring to Facebook, Instagram. Exactly, Okay. yeah. Um, so you have to, you know, when you set up these ads, you have to say like, okay, Facebook, Instagram, here's what I want this ad to do. I want to get video views. I want to get people to fill out a form. Right. And so depending what you want to achieve, that's going to impact your costs. So you can run what's called like a a reach, a reach campaign, which just as affordably as possible, 
show as to as many people as you can and it might show up like in the side and it might show up in like facebook marketplace it's going to show up in all the random places right it can because you said just reach as many people as possible so it's not necessarily good visibility it's not necessarily the right people um or you could say listen i want people who are going to fill out a form i want conversions right or i want phone calls okay um that's going to be a lot more expensive right right because it's a lot more action that you're asking the person to do but you'd rather have a phone call than just show up right so it's that's kind of the balance so you could put you know relatively affordably a little bit of money into just sort of like the brand awareness side same thing with like youtube pre-roll right like that's relatively very inexpensive it's like cents for the view youtube pre-roll yeah so like you're watching a youtube video what's that are you talking about the 30 second clips yeah could be 30 15 could be skippable it could be non-skippable but like what you guys could do and this would be relatively affordable like it's cents per view not dollars okay you could go and look for videos of like how to replace my p trap or s trap or how to you know all these videos that people put up on youtube about how to fix like diy fix your plumbing you could run a video before that and say, like, hey, we're serving Burton yep. County. We're available tomorrow, blah, like whatever, because those folks, you know, you can target and, this way. Yeah. They're, they're dealing with a plumbing issue because remember YouTube, yeah, like Google is a search engine. Right? People, they don't scroll randomly. They go and they search for something. Yeah, yeah. So that That's could so be huge. Yeah. I've never thought about it that way. Yeah. And we have a lot of, we have a big YouTube channel. I got a ton of videos. I have several hundred videos. A lot of, half of them are reels, but. I mean, to hit it like that, I'm not, I, I always thought I was like, you know what? We don't need a marketer. We, we got this. I, I kind of, I've read enough YouTube and watched enough YouTube videos. <laughs> I know what I'm do doing. It. Yeah. But like, it's those little nuances where you, I can see how your brain is working and it's not like you're undercutting the consumer, but like you're all, you're like two steps ahead of them. You ever watch Mad Men? No. You ever watch Mad No? You tell me to watch it all the time. I still yeah, haven't watched it. Yeah, it's a great show. Yeah. We're standing with Don Draper. We're standing with Don, Dan Draper. Draper. Don Draper. Yeah, Dan Draper. <laughs> yeah, but that, that, that's the thing, though. It's like, like I said, the customer journey. How can you come alongside your potential customer? Right? They're going to YouTube because they want to see how can I fix my toilet, right? And maybe they're going to Facebook. And this is a tough nut to crack, but like these Facebook mom groups and, you know, like I'm in a group called uh we are Bergen County, whatever. And there's constantly yeah. people asking for, yeah. I need a plumber, I need a roofer, I need a this, I need a that. The, the tough part is, if you don't get in on that post in the first yeah. hour, it's like 50 comments deep. Oh, yeah. And yep. it's like worse than Google at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, you know. Word of, so word of mouth, you're yeah. saying kind of is, it, well, that's what I get, what I think is still the number one the number drawer one. Of, of business for us is word of mouth. Word of mouth. everywhere yeah. you go, I know my mother's on Facebook. Uh, fa- uh, what is it? Mom Facebooks. Facebook. Yeah. It's Facebook all the moms, moms groups of each town. All those moms groups. Yeah, yep. but she's always posting our name, and everybody's like, everybody that she knows. Oh, I saw you from Facebook moms. Yeah, we get so, a yeah. lot of that too. It's a, it's yeah. crazy because it goes the same reason why they like a, a nice, cleanly pressed shirt. Yeah. Trust, right? I want to hear. I don't. I, I think for some industries, there's less trust for like SEO for Google search. It's like. Like WebMD, or they, they said like WebMD is not going to tell you what the right condition is. It's going to tell you what condition has the best SEO. Right. My hands right? are dry. <laughs> I'm dying. Exactly. And so like there's in some ways there's like a reduction of trust from like Google search, Google ads, right? Yeah. It's it's not as much. So people want to go and they want to ask like, hey, and they even say this too in the Facebook groups that I follow. They say, I need a recommendation for a plumber someone you've worked with 
Because it's not like, oh, my buddy Phil is a plumber, my buddy Max, right? They want like, but have you have you hired them? Did they do work for you? Because trust, right? They want trust, and so Google reviews are big for businesses like yours. Reviews are pretty much important for any business, really, because it's like that social proof. You want people to say, like, hey, I have worked with them. They met or even exceeded my expectations, and that's what helps people make the decision to purchase. Well, you had talked about before as well the phone aspect Mm -hmm. people calling and not getting a response and doing that to lead speed to lead is that what it's called huge yeah there was like a harvard business school study i don't remember the numbers but google it you'll find it the likelihood of like qualifying and closing a piece of business if you get back to them within the hour is like exponentially higher and i imagine like for you guys i know you guys are super responsive on the phones and i'm sure people say like well you've dealt with our phones they're phenomenal. Yeah. They're great. We appreciate that. Yeah. No, and I'm we not just that saying that because I'm on the podcast. Um, <laughs> we want to review right now. Yeah. Yeah. But again, think need- about your customer's journey. If it is oftentimes an emergency, like you don't have to necessarily be the best plumber. You don't have to you be have the to cheapest be plumber. Right. If someone else gets to that job yeah. faster, oh, yeah. like I was doing a discovery call with a potential client and a similar kind of like home service business. And, I, and one of the questions I always ask is, why do people say no to you? Right? You get in front of a customer, you put out a price, you talk about service. Why do they most often say no? And his answer was, because we didn't get there first. Mm. Yeah. Why do people say no to us? <laughs> I want I, you to I, answer my, this. my head, no, listen, my head, the reason why I've, I've been chuckling on the side is because I know with my father, with his business, and the way that it was with me and him, it it would be two in the morning because my father doesn't sleep ever, mm-hmm. and it would be two in the morning, and he would get a cars for sale or a car guru lead, and would come immediately to his phone, which was the worst thing I could have done for him yeah. was to set it up directly to his phone, and he yeah. would smack me in the middle of the night, two o'clock in the morning, he'd be like, "Answer that lead right now, they want a car," yeah. and I'm like, "It's two o'clock in the morning, they're not looking for a car, they're just one of those people scrolling through, you know, yeah. in the middle yeah. of the night." He's like, "Answer the lead now." <laughs> Any yep. time of day, anywhere I am, he's like, answer the lead. And he does it to my mom now because my mom handles that stuff. Yep. And he's like, answer the lead. It came in 30 seconds ago. I didn't yeah. even see it. But you no. know what? Even if you wait from 2 a.m., let's say, you know what? I'll call him at 8 a.m., 9 a.m. Yep. Listen, at 8 a.m., I'm getting my kids ready for school. Mm-hmm. At 9 a.m., I'm at the bus stop. 9.30, I'm working. Like, I'm done thinking about that car. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so it's like when you, if you can capture the person yeah. when they're in that mindset because yeah. we're all like mega busy. Yeah. And so when you're like, that lead is hot and they're like thinking about it, I'm, you know, you're either thinking about it deeply right now or you could not care less and maybe you'll come back to it in a week or two weeks, yep. but especially like a car, right? Like you don't buy a car overnight. You're probably doing weeks and right. weeks yeah, yeah. of research. So if somebody finally says like, I would like to speak to somebody, get them now, right? Because yeah. they could just drag this out. Well, that's why they have those like auto chats now. Yeah. Yeah. And those auto yeah. chats, you want to speak to an expert and yep. it's like. If you're like, like I've, I look for cars every once in a while online too, mm-hmm. even though I don't need one, but it's like immediately that bubble pops up. Who do you want? You want to talk to an expert? Yep. We're here to help you. That yeah. kind of stuff. So that's another huge one for businesses is understanding how your customer wants to communicate with you. Like as a marketer, I love people to fill out forms, right? Because I get right. their name, their phone number, email address and all that. And that's great. But for some businesses, people don't want to fill out a form. They don't want to fill out a form for a plumber. No. And wonder, like, okay, when are they going to get exactly. back to me? It's like, I want to pick up the phone and I want to get an appointment scheduled well, now. That's, that's absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, on our website, we have a le- chat with a live person yep. and it goes to mine and Nancy's phone. And if I'm sitting in bed at 9 30, 10 o'clock, about to go to, and someone chats, yep. 
I'll hit it up. That's because huge. It, it, it is huge, especially for this industry. It, everyone wants to text. Yeah. I want to text. It's so much easier. Yeah. I don't want to talk to someone on the phone. No. We have a client who is a like high-end men's clothing store, like super, super high-end suits, you know, custom everything. And I was talking to them. I was like, oh, so, you know, how do you communicate with your clients? What do you email them? Whatever. And the guy was like, no, I just text them. And I was like, you're selling suits for thousands <laughs> yeah. of dollars. Very high Tell touch. Is. is it our money? Yeah, it's, Can you get me a deal? I'll I'm going to tell, you, I'm gonna tell you something. Our wealthiest customers will never talk on the phone. Only text. Interesting. Every single one. Yeah. Think that, about it. That yeah. blew me away. I was like, but you're selling thousand, no. many thousands of dollars of suits. He's like, no, they just want to text. They, yeah. And I'll tell you why they want to text. There's a couple reasons. It's easier. Mm-hmm. They don't have to like, they can get back to you on their own time. And also there's a record of the conversation. Yeah. You so, can also talk to somebody a little bit differently when you're texting. You can have, I don't want to say it's, aggressive but you can have a more authoritative type um, mm-hmm. tone. stance to- or yeah. tone when you're texting somebody like i want this yeah. versus when you're talking to somebody or when you see somebody in person it's a lot harder to do yeah to be authoritative yeah you know it's a good point you're kind of put off mm-hmm. you know it's like the way that people talk to nancy yeah. over the phone because they never see her in person they never see her in person so they kind of i don't want to say they don't talk to her nicely but they'll talk to her in a little bit different way and she'll be like listen these people we're she gets bit, very. I mean, we're a little bit rude over the phone, and yeah. then we get there, and they're like the nicest people. Yeah, and yeah. it's not that she's. Well, lying. who's gonna mess with you guys? <laughs> you guys show up at my doorstep. I'm not gonna be rude. <laughs> Maybe me. I don't know about him. He's tiny. <laughs> I, I put on a few pounds, and not in a good way either. <laughs> so, how did you? How long have you been in this business? In marketing, I guess 17 years. Digital marketing. So you went to college for it. Not really, no. Um, this is a this is a great topic, college, and as it relates to probably both of our industries. Yeah. Um, I went to college, I went to Fordham uh, in the city, studied communications, and I had a minor in philosophy. So I did, there was like broadcast communications, there was journalism, stuff like that. I did media culture theory. It's like the most broad whatever. <laughs> okay. Media culture theory. Something like that. I'm yeah. trying to put those together. I don't even <laughs> what I don't is know that? where those are meeting. It's just like how does media impact the culture broadly? It was I, okay. at first I was like, you know what? I want to be <laughs> in just, radio. You just said the major all over again. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I want to be in high school I thought I wanted to work in radio. And then okay. and so I was like, oh communications, they have a radio program. And then I was like, I don't even listen to the radio. Why do I want to work in radio? Right. So I just kind of did this very broad sort of concentration. Um, nothing I really did from my major is applicable to what I do today. Never. Okay. It never is. No. Yeah. But it's what's interesting crazy. is my minor was philosophy. And that was probably, as far as my career, one of the most beneficial things I did because we would have to, you know, dissect arguments and philosophical statements and write papers. And I remember I would write papers. And the professor would, you know, red pen, like this sentence means nothing. You're not making a point here. And they would just be brutal. But I'm so thankful for it because because of that, I've become a much better writer, a better communicator, because it's like, listen, cut out the fluff, figure out what point you're trying to make and communicate it clearly. And that's like a huge skill for marketing is being being able to communicate a point clearly and effectively. So I would say my minor was actually very, very helpful. Um, the major, not so much. Yeah. I mean, I, that's a common story. That is a common story. Yeah. I went to, I didn't graduate, but you went to college. You want to be an English teacher and now you're a plumber. His, I wanted, I wanted to be a teacher and I, and now I'm a plumber, you know, yeah. but with kids going into college, 
and I've I've there's a lot of there's a lot of like reels of podcasts that I that I scroll through like mm-hmm. these kids they're they're 17 18 they have to pick what they want to do for the rest of their lives what entails let's say you're talking to a kid coming up into marketing appeal to their interests or something to try to get them into that field yeah because i know how i would do it for our field but mm-hmm. how would you get it marketing it's just you hear that word all the time yeah what is with like how are you going to get a kid to- i mean i always I, I just want to make this point before you get into it i always think it's such a non nonsensical type degree to get it's like getting a business degree mm-hmm. when i ever hear like I, I used to hear my friends say i'm going into marketing i'm like if you're good at marketing you're good at marketing mm-hmm. i don't i don't think you can learn that in school it's not a thing that you learn this obviously there are aspects that you have to learn that that most people won't know but it's like if you have good ideas yeah to, to push somebody's business ideas mm-hmm. then you're going to be good at it it's not something that you can just grab along the way right yeah it's a mix there's like hard skills and soft skills right so there are things like when i was in college and even starting in marketing like tiktok didn't exist yeah instagram didn't exist when i first started um my second job out of college facebook pages just became a thing what year did you graduate college high school school, 2003 college 2007 well you're four years younger than me i guess so i thought you were closer Uh, you guys are old uh, but you feel young or I look old? <laughs> I don't feel young. I'll tell you that much. I don't look young either. Yeah. So there's, I mean, I guess one thing I would say to, you know, a young person who's considering it is, yes, marketing is definitely a very broad topic. It could mean a thousand things. And I work with a lot of marketers all the time. And some of them are like super smart, sophisticated, and they really deepen, you know, the weeds of things. And others are like, generalists who have some base knowledge but they're just not like super super proficient so there's like a whole spectrum um but yeah things like you know tiktok college isn't going to train you for that it's brand new right right? i never would have learned that i think what i would say to a young person is if you like that if you like an industry that's always changing and updating and you constantly need to pivot then yeah like marketing could be great uh, if you need just sort of like steady, consistent, like you don't want to be all over the place, maybe it's like accounting or numbers, right? Like that doesn't change right. much. Um, so if you're into that, yeah, that could be great. Um, I think a lot of people think social media is like, or uh, marketing is like, oh, I'm just going to run a Facebook page. And it's like, mm. that's why I say like for DSM, we're not like a social media agency, we're marketing. Right. And it's how do you talk about yourselves across all of these tools and there's going to be tools in five years that don't exist now and there are tools five years ago that we don't use anymore and so there's always it's just constantly changing and if you like that then yeah marketing could be for you well the only question that i have for you on that topic is do you need a university do you need college to get to where like you are yeah i would say no um, I so I look at a lot of resumes um, for people on my team to join as like marketing managers or marketing associates. I glance at where they went to college, but I don't. Okay. It's not a focus. If they didn't go to college, it would not be a deal breaker. I'll yeah. say I'll say it like that. What I look for in a resume for somebody to potentially join our team is I want to see a resume that spells out some results. Yeah. Right. So for instance, I don't want to just be like, oh, I managed a social media calendar. Okay. Well, it doesn't mean it was any good. Right. A million people do that. I want to hire the person that did it the best. Yeah. So I want to see something like I increased social media engagement by 25% in three months or I manage, you know, 50 posts a month across three platforms. Like, okay, wow, 
that's a significant workload. Or, wow, that, that was really effective. I want to at least get on the phone with you and figure out what you did to increase engagement by 25% in three months because I want that result. So those are the kind of things I would look for. And then there's a lot of like trainings and certifications that I do that I have my team do um, that are just much more relevant to like current marketing practices. Yeah. And so if I get a resume, they, there's no college listed, but they've done a bunch of these certifications. They're learning from the people that I learned from. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you're, you're in the right vein. Maybe you don't have the exact skill set, but I like that you're learning today. Not, not just that you learned five years ago. We talked about that on a couple shows shows ago about don't go to college right away. Mess around, intern somewhere. Yeah, I always I always say my get father a couple jobs. Go to work. Yeah, go to work and see what you, you like. Go to and go then, to work and you find out what you like and what you don't like mm-hmm. and what you're good at and what you're not good at, and you'll find that in a couple of years. And and if you want to go to college later on, and you know, obviously not super late, but. Mm-hmm. Middle mid twenties, yep. you can start. You you can go to college again, and it's not too late. People think, oh, it's too late, but it's not because you're learning all those years that you're working. When you're making money, you're not going into debt, but you're learning what you you're good at, what you're not good at, what mm-hmm. you like, and what you don't like. Yeah, and I think in that period, so a couple of things. These are like soft skills, right? It's not about like learning the TikTok ad platform. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Like you could, if you're not a dunce, you could learn that. A no. lot of dunces have learned it because you watch them on TikTok. <laughs> right. like, millions, making millions. millions. But what I'd say, like, there's soft skills that I would say anybody, you know, 17, 18, thinking about college, whatever, is building your network. Like, so much of life, professional success in whatever industry is who you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether it's like a plumber who gets a lot of referrals or if it's like, hey, I'm coming out of college, like, right? Fraternities, right? Yeah. What's the point of a fraternity really long-term? It's who you know. Yeah. Right? So be good at building relationships. That will take you very far. Um, like I'm, I'm, I have a guy who's, uh, he's based in Bergen County, this guy, Jim, who does this for folks that are coming right out of college who just need like some career coaching. Like, okay, what do I do with my resume? What do I do? You know, just, he coaches them on what they need to do, but he'll also say, Hey Dan, I got somebody who's interested in marketing. Could you sit with them and talk for a bit? And I'm always like, absolutely happy to, because yeah, when you're 19, 20, 21, not sure what you want to do. You don't really know what the industry is like. You don't know anybody in the industry. So I'm happy to sit down and be like, yeah, let's talk about your skills, what you like, what you don't. I'll tell you what I know. Um, So that guy's doing an amazing job, but it's it's exactly that. It's like figuring out what do you like, what do you not? So I think like building relationships is huge. Like building your network, that'll go very far for you. And the second is just having the right attitude. Like I've met people who are very talented in what they do, but have a crap attitude. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I don't want to work with people who have a bad attitude and I can pick it up in interviews. I can pick it up of course. talking with people. And so have a great attitude where, you know, you're humble, you're willing to learn. Um, that to me is the biggest thing. It's like someone who's hungry to learn. Like I will throw you content and material all day and you'll learn it and you'll, you'll super power up. But if people are like, well, I don't know how to do that. And, I, and I'm like, well, well or I already know that. Right. That kind of stuff where you're like, I know that. We I know that. that. I do that. When we, yeah. we've, uh, when there are we, plumbers that are out I've there that are amazing. Mm-hmm. There are plumbers that are out there that are amazing that don't, they, they can't. They have no bedside manner. Yeah, they yeah. can't get over their egos. Well, mm-hmm. even even when, remember remember uh, we were working at that one house and the guy came up because he wanted, he wanted to ask us about if we were hiring. And every time oh, I yeah. asked this guy a question, he would completely turn away from me and not face me to answer. It was just really weird, and it maybe rubbed me the wrong way. He was maybe like, he had bad breath. <laughs> well, he, no, he was far enough away that I wouldn't smell it, unless it was that bad. But 
it was that first impression, which is kind of what I think you're talking about here. Yeah. Is first impressions, like you know, and it's I I get nervous because you meet some really good kids today, but mm -hmm. you meet a lot of kids who have literally no social skills, and they have all this social tools at their fingertips. Yeah, and it's. it's uh, uh, yeah. how, how do you how do you take them and put them out into the field and have them make money? You for a lot you? of kids that can't even look people in the eye anymore. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you have that. I know yeah. you have kids, but there are a lot of like of the younger generation. I noticed like with my niece and her friends and stuff like that. Some kids they'll and you talk to them, you ask them questions, and when they answer back, they're not looking at you in the eye, mm -hmm. and they're mumbling. And they're mumbling, yeah. and it's like. So like I'm not scolding develop. you. I'm just asking you, you just about your day. Yeah, yeah. And that's okay. another part of like for my job. If I'm bringing somebody in, most of the people on my team are client facing. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't need you to do all the talking. But if a client asks you a question about something you're working on, I need you to be able to like speak yeah. clearly and concisely in a way they understand. Yeah. And like some of our clients, they're like super smart marketers, and others are like business owners that are not in the marketing. Yeah. And so every client you talk to, you have to be able to communicate at a level that they understand. And so that's a skill, like just basic communication is one of those soft skills that... Can't go to school for. Exactly. Yeah. You're yeah. always selling yourself. That's yep. it. No that's matter where, what industry you're in, you're always selling yourself. Yeah. Dude, you have a... This is a lot of good uh, meat here, a lot of good advice. Uh, I appreciate it. And there's so, much, so many things I didn't even think about. What I want to do right now is I want to take a little break. Okay. We're going to take a little breather. And uh, we'll come back and we'll BS. And like I said, I've known Dan for a long time. We've been in and out of each other's lives for a long time. Yeah. But uh, so we'll get into it in a little bit. But thanks, guys, and stay tuned. I didn't want a rifle at the time. I don't need so many of them, you know? Like, yeah. I do. You can only shoot three at a time, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like books. <laughs> Even though if I don't use them. <laughs> just I put came, them on the wall. I came home with that because it was a shotgun. I came home with that shotgun. And my, dad was just, and my dad was in the military. And yeah. Just like, Another one. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, well, you don't like it. it. It looks awesome. It sounds awesome. It looks Listen awesome. <laughs> yeah. You don't even have to shoot it. You just make that sound and the guy's running away. He's like, all right, just give it to me. All right, boys, we ready? <clears throat> yeah. Okay, ready. Yep. yeah, get it out. Hack it up. I'm ready. All right. We're back. With Don Draper? Back with Don Draper. Is that a show that I should see? Matt, is it? Is it like worth the series? It's a great show. It's a great show. I guess I'll get into it. Isn't it what? You're not going to watch it. That's well, because it's always on. on. You I, watch I, the show, right? I have not. I've seen clips. I've seen a lot of clips, but I mean, I live it. So John Ham. I don't want to come home from living Mad Men just to watch Mad Men. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess. Yeah. It's like would you guys watch? I come home and watch plumbing videos. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> would you watch plumbing shows? I live a very sad life. <laughs> very sad life. I know. 
It is when you get older. But. Ooh, let me watch this guy change out this ankle stop. What kind of tool is that? <laughs> I'm just like, ugh, you're gross. You know what it is when you just... How interesting can plumbing be? We do it day in and out. It we changes coming all back. The time. Well, it does, yeah. There's always right. new stuff. There's new tools that come out all the time, which I'm always interested in. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not going to buy it because I'm not going to use it. I'm going to use the same pair of channel locks that I always use. <laughs> I'm going to use the same pipe wrench that I always use. But they come out with like these new like snaking tools and this new drain clearing equipment and yeah, and, and they have know, the flyers, all I mean, this kind of cool stuff. The, the, now you can you can um, save a pipe like a clay pipe mm-hmm. by just running like a liner through it now, like wow. a cast iron or clay pipe by just running a, like pushing a liner through yeah. it with this special machine. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. I want that. But it's, it's really like, it's, cool. What's it's this, amazing. Uh, I feel like I've seen videos of a tool. Is it called like a shark bite? Yeah. Yeah. The shark bite turn around forever, though. Yeah. Okay. Phil looks disappointed. I mean, because it... They're the worst. That's why. Here's the thing with, with shark bites and Fox these easy stuff. fit, like plumbing things that are at Home Depot and it's like yeah. a homeowner is advertising, oh, you can do all your own thing. They do it. And then, but they end up screwing themselves in the long run. Like mm. shark bites, they're supposed to last and, you know, but I would never put them behind a wall. But mm. customers put them behind walls all the time. Yeah, you know. But the f- it's funny because when Home Depot first came out, my uncle talks about this. Like the industry was getting worried that oh, the homeowners just gonna be able to fix everything. Mm-hmm. It's actually been better for us because they screw up everything. Yeah, it just increases you- the frustration. Yeah, the- it's like with newer houses though. Every newer house that we're on, every newer building that we're on is always put up a nightmare. worse yeah. mm-hmm. worse than the older houses. Mangled. The older houses lasted 100 years. Yeah. Only now are they starting to deteriorate a little bit, you know, because they're 100 years old. Mm-hmm. But why am I in a house that's only five years old yeah. fixing the plumbing? So what are, uh, I'm curious, and this is my area of ignorance, I see all these like $1.5, $2 million houses going up all over Bergen County, and I, you know, they're beautiful outside, but I have to imagine... They're taking as many shortcuts as they can with the materials. So, like, what are the plumbing issues? Because I don't know any, I don't know anything about it. But like, what are the issues you guys see with these like huge mega mansions that are going up? Do you want to answer that? Because I got a couple ideas. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to hear yours. Everyone uses PEX now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. PEX this flexible this flexible water piping to okay. feed houses. They don't use copper. We barely use PEX. I still always use copper. They even color code it for you. They color code it. You have red and <laughs> they you have do. red and blue for hot and cold. Uh, okay, okay. But here's the thing with these big construction companies. There's one guy that has a plumbing license, mm-hmm. and he just sends a bunch of dudes out and says, because PEX is monkey work. Mm-hmm. But you know what we find all the time? Crimps are not crimped all the way, and after five to ten years, they start to leak or explode. <laughs> You have they to use the cut wrong. up people's houses. Oh yeah, all, like in the worst ways, because you can just sweep, swoop pecs. You know, mm-hmm. you could just run it however you want and just like fish it through an area that yeah, it's you know you don't really fish copper pipe through all the right. time, and it's just those are the parts it's a mess. that explode. It's, it's, it's a tangled mess. up like you're hitting wires. Like it's just shoddy, shoddy, con- shoddy installation is what we find. And a that. homeowner will never know. They'll never know because until there's a problem. No, yeah, exactly. We have tons of... Co- they've been in the house less than a year. Kitchen's falling apart. Gosh. Bathroom's falling apart. Trap is leaking. The trip waste on the tub is leaking. They have to open up this nice molding downstairs oh. above their cabinets because it's leaking within a year. And these contractors are gone. Yeah. They're not covering anything. They're on to the next, they're, they're tear on to the next down one. And, That's yeah. it. And they're going... And they look beautiful from the outside. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. 
inside too. They look beautiful. Yeah, they, they look well, finished. Yeah, inside yeah. outside. Yeah. By in by by outside I mean like the outside of the walls. Yeah, yeah. You know. But that's the problem at plumbing and electrical is where they have most of their problems. And these big contracting companies will try to skimp out on the mm-hmm. labor on that and maximize their profits because copper is expensive. Mm-hmm. Like when we're putting in a copper like repair and just repairing some water piping, you use three to four fittings and 10 feet of copper pipe. You're like a hundred dollars, $115 in material by then. Mm. If you use PEX, you're a lot cheaper, but I don't like using PEX. It looks like crap. Mm-hmm. The flow rate's smaller because PEX is really, really thick outside diameter. Okay. So you're losing flow rate. Copper's antibacterial metal. It's been used for a long, for a long time. You know, it's, it's, but if you, these contractors, what they're trying to do when it comes to plumbing and electrical, because that's your two most important expensive industries, mm-hmm. they're cheaping out the most. And these aren't things, though, that, an inspector no. would catch? Nope. They don't have to, do they have to inspect it? Or is you just- actually, for inspection, they don't inspect water lines, water supply lines. That's not part of the inspection. Dude. You just have to make sure the water's on and there's, there's no visible leaks. They're inspecting the PVC. Okay. But they'll, they'll back and forth. But inspectors miss stuff all the time. Yeah. All the time. And a lot of new inspectors are coming up that don't know anything. Mm-hmm. They don't know the code book. They're just a they're just like a twenty six year old kid with a little bit of authority. Yeah, well, Pex Pex is which wait, is the what worst kind. What are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? You're not twenty six anymore. Let's <laughs> nice try. You're knocking on the door of thirty. Pex, pal. Is, <laughs> Pex is up to code though. That's the problem. It is code. There's a lot of things that are code, but they're just not going to work out long, so it's not long good. term. Yeah, shark bites are code. Mm. You can use you can shark bite a whole house. I remember when I pulled apart that guy's the the back of his shower, one of these one of our customers' shower, and it was from the the shower handle. To the shower head, there was eight, eight shark bite fittings. Oh yeah, all the way up. I was like, "How many times did you have to mess up with shark bite fittings?" Oh my gosh, for there to be eight fittings, and he and he was a big dude, so he would like it was a handheld that he would pull off of the top top uh-huh. of the shower head, and anytime he would pull the handheld off of the top of the shower head, the everything's entire, wiggling everything behind the wall. Behind the wall, he's like, "Listen, I don't like this anymore. This is bothering me." What we get a lot of to a lot of times too is hacks. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and not just new construction, but renovations and remodels. They'll yep. just get hacks. And what these companies do, they'll screw up a whole bunch of houses, but make their money, file for bankruptcy, and open up under another name Ugh. and just bang it out. And that's a huge problem around here. Yeah. Huge. There's a lot of people who are jack of all trades, but master of none. Yeah. yeah. So why did you get into marketing? We touched on that back a little bit, maybe before the break, but like... Yeah. Um, is it the creativity aspect? Because I know you're kind of a musician. Yeah, I dabble. I dabble <laughs> in a little jazz flute. What? <laughs> <laughs> nice reference. I don't know why... Gosh, why did I get into marketing? Was that Anchorman? Yeah. What? Did you get into marketing because okay. you got two, had two kids and you got to support them somehow? No. <laughs> <laughs> I got into marketing way before I had kids. Um, I don't. I don't know. I got like the, my first job was at like is an IT publishing company, so it wasn't like sexy marketing stuff. It was you know like lead gen for like webinars and white papers and yeah. So it wasn't like you know the most exciting type of marketing you could do. Um, I did a couple internships in PR okay. before uh, before I graduated, which was okay and quite love that. Um, so I think honestly I just came out and I was. 
I took the job that I could get because it wasn't, I don't know, it was 2007, I guess. And just, okay. I, I was driving up to New Rochelle every day. So I was driving like an hour to work as a 21, 22 year old. So not, you know, not the ideal scenario, but that's where I was. And I remember thinking like, okay, I love this digital stuff. I love, you know, doing emails and websites and all the stuff we were doing. But I was like, I wish I could do this for like a, a cause, like something, you know, I can really feel passionate about. And then I, I got a job doing that at a medium-sized nonprofit in the city for several years. So that was cool. And my dad was like, listen, you're going to maybe one day when you're much more experienced, you'll get that job. Yeah. I got laid off between those two jobs. I was laid off for like six months. Um, thankfully, I was still living at home. And so it wasn't, you know, I didn't have kids or, any, or a wife or a family to support. Um, but then, yeah, I got you know, into that in like the nonprofit space, which is really cool. And then, you know, eventually now to DSM. But uh, I don't know, I think, like you said before, like the creativity side is yeah. part of it. I just love going from idea to idea, kind of bouncing it around. And uh, To be honest, dude, I, well, I do all our social media, all our marketing, our website and stuff. If I wasn't, I would probably get into marketing Yeah, because of the creativity aspect. You, I mean, I can tell just like I see your videos, you're doing a podcast. Like I think you have little bit of a mind for it well, and you. if you did it don't don't yeah don't don't <laughs> don't, blow puff, up his don't puff his ego don't compliment me anymore oh <laughs> my god but you don't understand he's riding off of that now for the next like two weeks and he's gonna say a marketer well, said i'm yeah, good at well, marketing dan said i'm good at this so <laughs> when you make fun of a video that i post <laughs> yeah no he doesn't like he doesn't like that i'm I'm brutally honest. I will say when a video is good. I you're brutally delusional sometimes. Let's be honest. Right. You want to be brutally honest? You're brutally, right. you're brutally warped in the head. He, <laughs> you, the, your perception of things is. He doesn't like if he doesn't. He doesn't respond well to criticism. I will be honest with him. I will tell him when things are good and when they're not good. And, and okay, has anyone ever told you you guys sound like an old American? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, all the time. Let's let's just touch base on this. All right. Here we go. What I can't handle, what I what I can't, what I can't handle in criticism, you can't either. You're right. Okay, as long as we're, I just handled that criticism pretty well. That's good. That's better right now. Because there's a microphone in front of your face. No, I know I can't handle stuff well. You know why? We've worked together for five, six years now. Closely, have been in the depths of hell. You know, and it just get to a point where. You do become an old married couple. Yeah. Old married couples don't have sex I either. Way, so. I, 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 I hate the way he eats his lunch. <laughs> oh, he'll be, I'll be eating there. I'll be eating Could soup. Dude, hundred percent. It's so funny. It's so funny that you say that. He'll just. He'll just. I'll just see him looking out the corner of his eye, like as I'm eating like spaghetti or something. He's like, I freaking hate. I hate how you eat spaghetti so much. <laughs> have you seen a, a John and eight or John and K plus eight clip? Where they're talking, they're doing each of you on the couch, and she's like, "Honey, can you stop breathing like yes, that?" Yes, I'm like, "Wow, yeah. yeah, yeah." It gets to that point. How he didn't clock her there, I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> so can you stop breathing like that? And it was like <laughs> he didn't even make a sound, which is what the crazy part was. But she, whatever it was with her, she just set yeah. it set her off. Wow, what a reference, John and Kate plus eight. Didn't he go to like prison for something, like wife beating or? Maybe I don't Wasn't know. Wasn't there a huge scandal around those people? Definitely. I feel like anybody that makes it anywhere in reality TV is is bound for a scandal at some point. Uh, she made the Karen haircut popular. I know oh, that. Oh yeah, trendsetter. Ugh. Now, God forbid, you have that haircut. Yeah. It's iconic. <laughs> 
So how long have we known each other, would you say? 15. So to be honest, like we've been in and out of each other's lives. I had, yeah. we've, we've had this, uh, like a similar group circle of friends. Yeah. We've had like co-centric yeah. or non-co-centric overlapping circles, social circles. But I bonded with you very quickly when yeah. we were talking and, you know, yep. and I remember when you met your wife Yep. and then uh, she's just button cute. You have, you, you, are you going to come to church on Sunday? You come to church on Sunday. Sure. Because you have to meet my button cute wife. Yeah. Adorable. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And would She's you great. and she kind of whip you into shape, would you say? As a person? Uh yeah. Yeah. Definitely did uh you know, marriage is it's a compromise, so you each have to kind of shift for each other and so yeah, definitely we've been married shift almost. For no one. <laughs> <laughs> Says the single guy. They always say yeah. that. Yeah. Um yeah, we've been married twelve years and you know, we've grown a lot, been through a lot together. Um, we met when she was 17, I was 20. So now she's, we've been together most of her life. Yeah. Which is crazy wow. to think about. Yeah. So we've been, I guess, at least dating or married for 18 years, married for almost 12. No, I mean, I, I, I didn't know you in high school, but I heard stories how you were a ball buster, smart ass, and, yep. you know, but. It was funny. You, I do. How long would you say? Because I remember we talked about like you became a, had become a Christian later in life, mm -hmm. yeah. and I think we actually bonded over that conversation. Yeah, but you said something interesting before that, like you were very witty and come back, and like you were, you always had something snarky to say, and like mm -hmm. you were like a verbal bully. Yep, but it transferred well into probably your profession now yep and like being able to like debate and argue and stuff like that which yeah. i found very interesting it is yeah i was and I, I didn't realize it until probably like my early 20s maybe in college i would you know in high school middle school even elementary school i would say anything just to make people laugh yeah and so if somebody had to be the butt of the joke i would shred somebody <laughs> yeah. just because everybody else in the room would laugh and so like, I wasn't, I mean, I'm not now, I'm not big, I'm not like a physically intimidating bully, but I was a verbal bully. And so yeah, I'd be like quick-witted and I just, I didn't care the impact of my words on whoever I was ripping yeah. at the time. But I remember one of my best friends uh, when we were in college, he was like, hey, he just, you know, stopped me point blank and was like, stop doing that. Like, why am I always the butt of your joke? Like, that is hurtful. And that was the first time anybody had really said that to me and wow. i was like oh come on i'm just joking around he's like no like this isn't funny and it, it just took that and i really started reflecting like oh my gosh like people don't like when i do this yeah and then naomi even said the same thing she was like hey you know sometimes you make me the butt of your joke and i don't like that and i was like oh i'm just joking around it's just with friends and she's like yeah but if you cared about me as you know a husband or fiance or whatever it was at the time she's like if you cared about me the way you say you do you wouldn't joke about me like that if you know that it, it hurts my feelings i'm kind of guilty of the same thing i know exactly where you're coming from yeah i was i was i would do anything for a laugh and if mm -hmm. someone was the butt i would plow in yeah and i remember I'm still in that phase i don't i can't <laughs> I, don't, I don't care about people's feelings anymore. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i remember this this one kid in junior high that like he was just an easy target yeah and very you know but i would say I, I said before, God works things for uh, all, all things for his good. Like, mm -hmm. he'll twist something, he'll take something that is your downfall and your personality trait that's terrible mm -hmm. and he'll make it, he'll make it for his benefit. Yeah. And 
We watch a lot of debate videos and stuff like that. Like it's a talent that comes to be quick witted, and you know what it comes in handy is speaking to customers and selling yourself and doing yeah. this thing a hundred percent. Yep, being able to answer questions on the fly. Yeah. yeah, I would like you to compliment my salesmanship right now, if you don't mind. It's not gonna. Happen. <laughs> I remember there was there was a kid, yeah, middle school, that was a uh, you know easy target we pick on all the time. And I became an adult, and I realized, like, wow, this was really, that was really not cool. I looked him up on Facebook. I reached out, and I was like, hey, man, you know, I was just thinking about middle school, and I was, you know, I think in my 20s at the time. I was, like, thinking about middle school, and I realized, like, I was totally a, a jerk to you, and I said a lot of mean things, and I just wanted to let you know I'm really sorry about that. That wasn't cool. Wow. Yeah. And I kind of expected, I was like, oh, he's going to respond. We're going to bury the hatchet. It's going to be great. He didn't respond. Nothing. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? doesn't matter that's fair yeah as long as you got it off your chest kind of a thing yeah i mean it's not even like for my benefit i mean he could my he could just say like screw you dude i really yeah. don't care i don't know but you think there's that, definitely do you think that happens with age too you think it just happens with age because like i know i i take my father as like that has that gauge mm-hmm. he knows what i'm about to say too is because my father he's he's a very rough very mm-hmm. rough foreign man and you know like me and all my family we talk to each other it doesn't fit things things that people say don't phase us Mm -hmm. like when my my parents or my brother or sisters when we talk to each other it's just brutally honest Mm -hmm. and if you're an outsider and you're looking at it you're just like wow these people are constantly like insulting each other yeah but it's not that way it's just the people like that's it is kind of that way it is but that's just the way we talk but like my father was, my first of all, the way he grew up was not great. Mm-hmm. But for many, many years, he like he could he, listen. He could watch somebody get stabbed in front of him and not like bat an eye. Yeah. Now he cries at, at Surfs Up, you know the Penguin movie. It's like he's 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 gotten so like he was in the military. Yeah, I know he's done things. Yeah, because he was in special forces. And he's done things and seen things. And like I said, now he's crying at Penguin movies. And I'm just like, yeah. he's, <laughs> I I think that just, you got, not that you get softer with age, but do you get more emotional with age? Is that what happens? Maybe you become a little more self-aware. Yeah. A little more mature, a little more, what's tell, the word? Tell Max what he should expect in the next 10 to 15 <laughs> years. Hopefully. I'm digging my heels in. <laughs> Deep. Well, you know what I want to know? Yeah. How, uh, when your kids were born, mm-hmm. the transformation. I don't have kids. Max doesn't have kids. I cried for sure. Yeah. Um, Talk about the children. Yeah. Not there. So they're nine and six now, which is crazy. Nine? Nine. Holy cow, I'm dude. telling you, people say, like, the, what do they say? The days are long, but the years are short. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I have so many dads in their 50s, 60s, 70s that tell me, cherish those times cherish those times and i really do i really do take that to heart because like my wife and i were just talking this week we're like why is our nine-year-old she's up to my shoulder and i'm like olivia i remember holding you on my chest and like putting you to sleep and she's like okay whatever but like she's going into fourth grade it's crazy kids will never understand that either i didn't when every every adult said oh it's gonna go so fast you i'm gonna live forever right (laughs) even in my 20s yeah I, i see people getting older i was like i'm not I'm good. Yeah, yeah, but why is that surprising to people? Like, why is the the time flies surprising to people? It's like, it, it's like, wouldn't it be surprising if she wasn't growing? 
that kind of a thing. Like, wouldn't it be? No, I would also, that would also be surprising. Wouldn't it be, su- <laughs> wouldn't it be well, surprising yeah. if like she's not getting older and she's growing into this? You know, yeah. It's just when just, like, you know, it's not surprising. It's what it is. Is everything that adults said to you as a kid finally clicks? Yeah. All right. All right. I'll get there. Yeah. It's uh. So yeah, I mean, I cried when they were born. You know, I'm a. I wanted girls. Actually, I feel like I am a girl dad. I don't know if I could have sons. I mean, I guess I could. It'd be fine. But I feel like I, I really wanted girls. I feel yeah. like, I don't know. Uh, I just feel like I'm cut out for it. You have two weddings to pay for. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. It's 2023. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Split the bill. <laughs> we don't, yeah. wedding. So it's 50-50. No. Um, but yeah, no, that definitely changes you. Changes your priorities. Um, and, you know, there's always somebody watching you, learning from you. And I just put up something on my LinkedIn about how, like, my workplace is now where my kids are. Like I bring my kids to work every day because I work from home and they're home from the summer. Uh, so like they hear my meetings, they come into my meetings, I'm on camera, they come in like they wave. And, and so I'm very conscious of like, what are my kids learning about work by observing me? And what are they learning about my priorities of like my wife, my family, the dog, like work, like how, what are they learning about my priorities? Because now my home in my workplace are geographically the same. Yeah. So my question is, how can you use your kids to sell <laughs> marketing tools? I mean, I learned how like to we use, use the dogs. Use the the dog. dog to, yeah. Yeah. You need to use the children. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I did a video or something, but you know what? You know what I will say works really well about probably the dog and about my kids, whether it's like Instagram, LinkedIn, when we post, if I post super technical, like SEO stuff, most people have no idea what I'm talking about and it right. doesn't resonate. But I put up a picture yesterday of like me and my kids at the pool after work and just talked about what I just said about how like the time is so short. I want to make the most of it. Tons of likes, tons yeah. of comments. It has nothing to do with marketing, but I was like, I'm being mindful of my relationship to work and what my kids are learning. Right. And so that personal side, basically anyone can resonate with. And you have like a cute dog that you ride around with in your truck. Anybody can resonate with that. Right. And so I think that's just a great piece of marketing too is like, how do I talk to people in general in a way that kind of resonates? And so, right. yeah, that's that sets you apart. It's real. It's, yeah. it's getting real. Yeah. I mean, you go back. Marketing. When my uncle was doing marketing back in the day before social media, when there was only the yellow pages and mm. cable commercials, yep. there's a front you put forward and you put up the business and your plumbers and we're going to be this and get to But now people actually sympathize with the human side of a company mm-hmm. not that they didn't before but there's so much more access to that person's life where they'll sympathize with that way more and they'll see oh my yeah. gosh look at this they're, they're doing this they've got look at how he's playing with the dog yada yada mm-hmm. yada but uh no that's that's a huge difference and it's it's funny when my uncle tells talks about it like we do have so many options as far as marketing and getting our name out there yeah but literally when he took over in 96 Yellow pages, mm-hmm. and do you know why there's so many <laughs> service-based businesses out there called A1 Plumbing, yeah, yeah. A1 Roofing? Top of the top yeah. of the. It was the SEO of the day, dude. We had a well, there's a plumbing there's a pool. Con- I used to do pools for a living. Yeah, and uh, Aqua Pools, A Q U A, yep, started and they were up there, and then another company came in and changed and Aqua Pools and they put A C Q U A. And that's what they name their business. Yep. Like you shysty. Anytime you see all American, it's, yeah. it's, it's nothing. Like they just got here yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> but all American. <laughs> yep. No, it's true. And when I took over, I took over in 2015, 2016. 
And I was like, okay, well, we need a website. What are we doing for the website? Social media. He's like, I mean, I don't have a website, and we can. You want to do a Yellow Pages ad? I'm like, we're changing the name to Yellow All American pages. Courts. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like today, it would be like Bergen County Plumbing. Yeah. Right, River Edge Plumbing. Like, because mm-hmm. people are going to go to Google and they're going to look for River Edge Plumbing or yep. Bergen County Plumbing or pl- you know. So that's kind of the new way to do it. People come up with these like fancy, elaborate names, and I'm like. For SEO purposes, one of the best things you could do is name yourself what people are searching. Wow, that's a great idea. Yeah. They change quartz plumbing to North Jersey plumbing. That would I could never do that. No, you have too much. Equity. I would have to. Yeah, and yeah. it have to stay in quartz because the name's been around. I yep. can't go anywhere without someone not knowing my uncle or my grandfather back in the day. Yep, it would have to stay with quartz. But you could buy tr- the domain by NorthJerseyPlumbing.com. Yeah, just have it redirected. My friend does that all the time. Yeah. You know, there's somebody who bought McDonald's.com before McDonald's was mm-hmm. able to buy it. And oh, yeah. And sell it for like a million dollars. They bought Burger King, Trident Gum, yeah. all those, all those yeah. domains. And we were old enough back then to be able to do that and not even think about it. It, was, yeah. it sucks. I mean, we wouldn't yeah. be sitting down here doing this right now. Yeah. But uh, as far as like, you know what I do to compensate? Because it's not like we're competing for the alphabetical list right now. Mm-hmm. But... Since we can't do All-American Plumbing or whatever, North Jersey Plumbing, I make sure that our graphics are always cohesive. Mm-hmm. The logo, the brand is on point. Yep. Every time I post a reel for this podcast, the the Plum Bums podcast is at the exact same spot with the yep. exact same font yep. and the exact same bubble like every time, just, just plowing it out. Consistency. Yeah. yeah. And we have an ad running in ShopRite right now on the TVs by the by the cash registers that yep. everything, the color scheme, everything sp- spells quartz. Her face is on it. Frankie's face is on the commercial. Nice. So it's just it's just putting that in people's faces constantly. Yep. But it's very competitive around here. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, and there's a lot of hacks that we have to deal with. Like you had asked a couple, well, you did ask the one about modern construction for sure, mm-hmm. but we have a, there's a lot of hack service companies Yeah. and they'll just wine and dine and just run. Yeah. You know? And things are so expensive. Materials are so expensive now that a lot of people are like, listen, I don't want to go with the big guy. I want the one-off, whatever, handyman, jack of all trades. Yeah. Just because like they can't deal with the cost. Right. Sometimes it's- some jobs are small, but some are, you know, a few thousand dollars, like, geez. But I, and there's uh, there's only so far I can go. I mean, yeah. we of course do have leeway when we're building out, but it's not much. It yeah. used to be a lot more, mm-hmm. but it's only a couple percent. Yeah, and people are like, "Oh, come on!" Like you, I know you can. It's like, dude, honestly, I can't. Yeah, I really can't. Yep. there's nothing I can do about it. And yeah, you're gonna find. Well, why is this guy cheaper? Well, he's probably paying his employees garbage. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to do that. I want good employees that are gonna care about your house when they go in. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna pay them garbage. And if I have to pay them well, you have to pay me well. Yep. You know, there's nothing. I, I can't get around it. Yeah. Or you're welcome to jump on YouTube and figure it out yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and then call me back. <laughs> yeah, start you call double. me back soon. Home Depot. Yeah. Home, yeah. home cheaps. Yeah. But. uh it's a whole new ball game yeah. from when our parents are. And I know our parents said the same thing, but it really is. There's no yeah. no point in history that's it's a much greater transformation. Yeah. And like the rate of change. Like I talked about like when I started, you know, Instagram did not exist, TikTok did not yeah. exist. Right. For you guys like Google business profiles didn't exist. It yeah. used to be uh, Google my business before that there was nothing, right? And so the way people find vendors is different. And now, like, for some demographics, mostly younger, but, like, TikTok is becoming the search engine of yeah. choice 
for certain things. Like my, my wife and I, we went to Iceland last year and I'm Googling like, you know, cool stuff, unique stuff to do in Iceland. And it's all the same, you know, those giant travel sites. And I'm like, no, this is old. This is, they're paying for this. I want to hear from people who were in Iceland last month. Yeah. Like, what did you do? Right. So I go to TikTok and I go to, you know, search Iceland and they're like, oh, this restaurant just opened or you can go see yeah. this or this event is coming up. And I'm like, this is a much That's better huge. search result. Right. And so first, there's not for everything, but in some places like, yeah, YouTube is preferred. TikTok is preferred. They discover businesses on Instagram, et cetera. Yeah. So it's just, it's, different we're also living in a time where people like the way you make money people make money is is very very different like you have young people making a lot of money mm -hmm. that you couldn't have done that yeah. years ago young people had to work they had to they had to be you know i don't know like the guy who takes out the garbage or the mm -hmm. guy who you know cleans up the the shop or whatever it was and now yeah. you have kids 16, overnight, 15, be yeah. overnight becoming millionaires. You know what I appreciate insane. about, like, let's say TikTok, for instance, there are people on there who are hilarious, who put out great content, short form, whatever, who, like, they never would have been stand-up comedians and never would have been in movies, but they're so funny and they have an outlet. I'm like, man, there's just skill sets that people are getting to, like, express. And, there's and pros use. and cons to this whole social yeah. media thing. Yeah, most the, of it's cons, but... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, whatever I the percentage is, there are a lot of cons, but there are there are pros. People have built, and people who deserve to have a good career yeah. have built. There's been small companies like us, and even in the trades, that have made a name for themselves. Like one of the guys I follow, he has like he has like eight hundred thousand subscribers. He's constantly criticizing, and he's videos. just he's a like, plumber. He's like, I would. Well, I do. The, yeah, the, I don't the way like you put that in is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. it's insane. I don't even know how he's. But he's been, doing but it. He's doing yeah. it. Yeah. You know what? If you if you go and comment on that video, it's just like more fuel for him. I do. Yeah. 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 I do comment, and I know that I'm just giving it to him. But like, you know what? I'm okay with that. He's yeah. He, yeah. Yeah, he's a. <laughs> A, a troll, I guess you would call no, it a troll. No, I'm not. <laughs> I used to be. Definitely not now because my everything is social media. Even my Facebook personal name is Quartz Plumbing. Yeah. I can't change it for another 40 days or something like uh, that. Oh, yeah. But it's uh, everything social media is too ingrained with the business, so I can't. Yeah. I actually, and here's a secret, and most people don't know this, but I'm probably going to piss a lot of people off. If, if we're friends on Facebook, I don't follow you. I unfollow you. I don't want to know your opinion. Yeah. I don't want to be laying in bed before and get heated at something you said and then say something I regret. So I'm just like, what you know you what? For breakfast. Yeah. Even if I love you and we agree on everything, I'm just going to unfollow because I don't want to get Yeah, <laughs> it's not worth it. It's not. Because yeah. everything's out there forever. Mm -hmm. People are losing their jobs for opinions nowadays. Yeah, and they're losing friends. They're losing yeah. jobs. Listen, we talk about this too. The political divide. And I don't, like, I don't want to get too political. Yeah. But I remember growing up, we had Democrat friends. We were all and Republican friends, and everyone, like my dad's, the people in my dad's church would, you know, they would vote for this way or that way. There yeah. was no set. Now, it's like a black and white cookie. It's so tribal. It won't, it, like, it has separate, there is the, the chasm between the two ideologies is now so wide that there's almost no common ground. Yeah. And it's not just political. Yeah. Right? Right. I mean, there's political, but then there's all of the issues. That kind of come with those camps. Yeah. And so like vax, anti-vax, mask, yeah. anti-mask, political, social, like there's all of the issues that those each side kind of lines up with that cover pretty much anything. Yeah. Social issues are just downstream of politics. Right. That's it. That's all it I is. had a interesting conversation with some coworkers a few years back where uh, 
like Colin Kaepernick was the ESPN was on. They were uh-huh. talking about kneeling for the anthem, and there was a little debate of you know, well, that's his constitutional right, and well, no, you can't do that. It's the American flag. It's a dishonor. And I told him I was like, you know, I think what we need to do is people need to take Jesus more seriously. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. If we loved people more than we loved our point of view you would see things start to change. But people are, they fall in love with their point of view and they don't, if somebody has an opposing point of view, it's like that person is absolute garbage. Dude, Dirty laundry sells. Yeah, though. everybody's guilty. That's I mean, I'm guilty I, of it. I, that's yeah. why I unfollow people. Yeah. You Dirty know? laundry sells. It's, yeah. everybody wants to, everybody wants controversy. Controversy sells and, and you can't, you'll never get around it. That's the human. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, you want to watch a train built. wreck. Exactly. Yeah. You want to see a train wreck. You want to see the plane crash. You mm-hmm. want to see, you know, the politician talk to the other politician, you know. It's and, it's crazy. Like, a lot of people don't even know their own neighbor next to them, but they are entrenched in other people all, spread all over their region. Yeah. You know, it's such a weird dynamic. I am particularly passionate about, like, neighborhood, community, like, knowing my neighbors. Like, I make a point to, like, text Naomi a neighbor's name somebody new moves on the block I'll like text their name because I don't want to forget it because the next time I see them taking out the trash I want to say yo Bill what's up hey you know that's really big to me like social media I think one of the cons is that we have access to like the whole universe yeah Yeah. and I remember somebody said once like I shouldn't as I'm lying in bed see like a St. Jude commercial and somebody making an avocado toast and then the war (laughs) of Ukraine and then it's like my my brain is not meant to take all of that in in 15 seconds right and so it's like I'm trying to focus on the local, the local, my yeah. neighbors. I got a you know an elderly neighbor. I just want the avocado down, like, toast. I don't want. Yeah, well, I don't want. Dude, what's going honestly, on in that's when it, it comes down to like everyone when when the presidential election comes around, everyone's mm-hmm. like rah rah rah, like the, just going nuts. When yeah. there have been a dozen local elections that you haven't paid attention Nobody to, cares. and that's where your opinion really matters anyway. Yeah, yeah. you know, but uh, the knowing your neighbor thing. It's inter- It's it's funny you say that. We interviewed. Two weeks ago, we took a week off, but we interviewed a 90-year-old couple who's farming. They own an active farm, 88 acres. Mm-hmm. And it's out in the middle of Ohio, rural Ohio, and it's all very neighborly out there. Everyone, there's still a sense of community out there. Yeah, I sent this lady the podcast two weeks ago. She, I don't, she hasn't even checked her notifications, mm-hmm. which is like a, a, a blessing almost. Yes. But she doesn't care. They don't care about Facebook. If someone, if someone's family gets injured in the hospital, they're bringing food to the neighbors. They yeah. all know their neighbors. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's just lost out here. And it's strange because we're so piled on top of each other. Yeah, you can't. There's, there's, there's a lot of reasons why you can't have that around here. Well, I know. I know. But I'm trying to take it down to the bare bones, like when you look at it from an outside perspective, you're like, it kind of should be like that. Like, I should know everyone around here. Yeah. You know? And it's t- like, you know, I try to make a point to talk with neighbors and you know cookers whatever people are dealing with some really heavy issues when you really get down to it with people and you know most folks feel like oh i I can't talk about this i can't share that i you know i wouldn't dare let somebody know but it's like when you get those opportunities and really hear what's like heavy on people's hearts like man people need community so badly people feel so isolated and you know they just put on a front and they keep it you know surface level but man, the more i talk to people i'm like yeah you're gonna Really sit well, down and connect on some hard issues. Well, that's that's. I think that's the problem. There's no sense of community anymore, and you have to you have to ask yourself why. There's there's too many. Everyone likes to talk about the the melting pot, mm-hmm. you know, of this area of our area of New York and 
in New Jersey, but it's it's not really because you have every, it's more like a chopped salad. Everybody's got their own. Yeah, everybody's got <laughs> their own separate groups. Yeah, you know, you're not. A, it's not a melting pot like what it used to be. It's it's people. Like, the church and the the church was at the center of almost every community mm-hmm. when and people went when they needed help and they needed and they needed charity and stuff like that. Now it's the government. Yeah. But the church was entrenched in people's lives. Now it's just like it's like a factory conveyor belt with the government like, mm-hmm. you know, just doling out this, doling out that. And I think and that kind of we kind of split from that I guess in the late 50s and it's mm-hmm. just been it's just been getting worse every year since then. Yeah. You know. But yeah. you go out to rural Ohio very different. It's still the same. Yeah. And I love it. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing to see. That's, yeah. Maybe I need to move out there. I'm or maybe I need you, to stay here and be like a change agent. Yeah, you could. I mean, yeah. but uh, Ohio is beautiful. Northeast Ohio. Yeah. Is out, everyone, everyone trashes Ohio. They say, oh, Ohio is just like garbage. Yada. How beautiful is Northeast Ohio? It's gorgeous. Yeah. Western Ohio unbearable it's flat yeah. it's just this floor well they say it's it's round on the outside and high in the middle it's it's high like on oh high oh yeah oh. okay yeah you're right <laughs> dad joke but it's the rolling hills it's absolutely beautiful so when yeah. people trash ohio i'm like what are you talking it's about? like western pa when yeah. we drove through western pa and i was just like wow this Happy looks Valley like, this area. Looks like Europe. Yeah beautiful like if you drive through the countryside of europe this is kind of like what you see yeah we drove out to minnesota once and so we had to go through pa ohio Just, they're so big i know first of all i was driving through i was like i did not realize how big america is yeah much mm-hmm. less ohio yep. and, and pennsylvania it's massive it's huge it's yeah. unbelievably massive but uh all right you know what i'm gonna do we've had a phenomenal conversation i've enjoyed every second of it super interesting the marketing stuff i'm gonna go back and listen to this and write down some points that i didn't even think about but uh you gave us a lot of good stuff dan i appreciate you being here did you enjoy yourself i did i think this is i think this is the first podcast i've ever been on well what we're gonna try to do in the next couple months is do videos so when we get that up and running we'll have you on again and we'll talk about some more stuff but uh Thanks again for listening, folks. Plum bums. Uh, be sure to tune in next week. Uh, we have a couple interesting guests coming up, and we'll, we'll post those later. But uh, thanks for listening, and have a good one.